Bang, there we go. Welcome to the Gambling <laughs> Welcome to the Gambling Shack. I am Robert Harris Jr. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Robo Harris Jr. Uh, follow my main man, uh, rocking the JJ Watt jersey. Gabe Meyer, G underscore Myers 33 is his Twitter handle. Uh, Gabe, uh, how you feeling? I feel good. The Astros are up 1-0 as we record this. Jack Easterby is no longer a part of the Houston Texans organization. Um, the Spurs lost by 27, so we're right on track to get Victor Webanyama. Feel good. Yeah, yeah I mean, hey, uh, that was big news uh, from the Texans. If you've been hiding, hiding under a rock, uh, Jack Easterby and the Houston Texans have parted ways with each other in season. So something had to happen. I wish we had an ear to give us insight to figure out what transpired to be a mid-season firing of a vice president. Hey, I don't care what it was. <laughs> I'm just ha- I don't think the city of Houston has been this happy over something happening since the Astros won the World Series in 2017. I can agree. That is my professional opinion. So, yeah, I'm just – I, I don't root for people to lose their jobs, but I'm very happy Jack Easterby no longer works for the Houston Texans. Yeah, yeah. I think the city is very, very excited for all the bad stuff he did to the franchise and throwing people under the bus. I'm glad he's gone. Uh, it's going to be a quick show today because we're just going to get into it and get at Go watch these Astros potentially go up 2-0 against the New York Stankies. I mean, Yankees. Uh, so. so- on that subject, I have a plus 700 wager on the Astros to sweep this series. Yeah. I, I believe in the Astros. I mean, yeah, that, so I, I just, you know, just putting that out there for the, for the Shackers. I have, so it's not enough that the Astros got to win. I need them to sweep. Yeah. yeah. Clean, clean sweep today. As you can tell, my Texans jersey is a little wrinkled because, you know, we we haven't been using it in a while. (laughs) (laughs) But like Rob said, we're going to get right into it. Oh, I almost went the other way on your first bet. Get into it with college football. I didn't didn't end up betting this game, but I almost went the other way. Tell me why you like SMU plus three against Cincinnati. I mean, I've heard the quarterback for Cincinnati is hurt. Um... So I was like, I like SMU better. SMU has been playing some good football. Uh, Tanner Mordecai is that guy. Uh, so I, I think SMU got the upper hand. Cincinnati isn't Cincinnati. I mean, Cincinnati lost a lot on the defensive side. They lost a lot on the offensive side. Um, sneaky wins, by the way, uh, for the season. But I like SMU plus three uh, to pull this out. Man. Okay, so my college football bet, as always, I think I'm going to the SEC. I like I like to live in the SEC when it comes to college football. Rob, I have a rule, and it's a rule I've stated on this show before. If a line doesn't make sense, mm-hmm. Vegas knows something that you don't. I like LSU minus two and a half against Ole Miss. Oh, but Ole Miss is undefeated. Ole Miss is a top ten team. Ole Miss might be a playoff contender. LSU got. Dusted by Tennessee, LSU is not all that. That ain't very good. Ole Miss hasn't 
really played a road game this year. Like I think they've like go, they've traveled and played road games. They haven't played a real road game yet this year. Also, and I love Lane Kiffin, and I think I said a couple weeks ago, I believe Lane Kiffin will be the next coach of the Oklahoma Sooners, um, and I still believe that. Um, but I think Ole Miss is a little overrated. I, I, I believe the Rebels are a little overrated. They had one good win against Kentucky. They haven't done much outside of that. Watch the Auburn game last week. They couldn't really – they couldn't stop Auburn. Auburn's not very good. They couldn't really stop Auburn. Now they got to go on the road. Death Valley, one of the toughest environments in the country to play in. I like LSU less than a field goal. I think LSU is going to go and win this game fairly comfortably. I think Ole Miss is a little overrated. They're ranked in the top 10 because they started the season ranked in the AP poll. They played a bunch of, you know, they played a bunch of cupcakes. So by default, they moved up because they were undefeated. Then they beat Kentucky at home, which was a good win. But now they got to go on the road into a real tough environment against a rival school. I like LSU minus two and a half against Ole Miss. I just, I think Ole Miss is a little overrated and a little overvalued. And that's why you're seeing LSU as a favorite right now. I think the public's going to all be on Ole Miss because it's, oh my gosh, the undefeated team getting points. We've seen LSU. They're not very good. This is a, this is a sneaky game right here. I like LSU minus a two and a half. Not mad at that. Not mad at that. Uh, let's jump to the NFL. Uh, I'm going Dallas minus seven versus Detroit. Uh, Dak is back. I think the team's at home. I think they're going to have that, you know, that, that edge. Uh, Cooper Rush is so great quality back of quarterback. Great quality back of quarterback. I think they realized that in Philly, they got down big time by halftime and tried to revive it back in the third quarter, but Philly pulled away. Uh, I like Dallas. Give me Dak is back. The offense will, you know, it's, will run better, run smoother with Dak at the helm. So I don't disagree with you there. This is my thing with giving up a full touchdown here. Detroit's frisky, man. They can put points up on the board. And they're coming off the bye week. Detroit may start fast here. And Dak, okay, yeah, he's back in the lineup. Is, is Dak better than Cooper Rush? Unequivocally, 100%, yes. Absolutely. The, the, the idea that there was some QB controversy with Dak and Cooper Rush was idiotic in my mind. Um, but we watched Dak that first game against Tampa Bay. He wasn't very good. And Cooper Rush, you can say, oh, they weren't always against Cooper Rush. Yeah, they were carried by their defense. And maybe, you know, this defense, maybe they do just stop the Lions. I think that's in play. But the Lions can score. They're coming off the bye. I think they're going to have some something, you know, coming out of this thing. A full touchdown. It feels like a lot to give up, even though Dallas is at home. And I'm just not sure the capability of Dallas's offense. I'm just not sure how good they are. Full touchdown feels too much. Now, this is another one I considered going the other way on. I can't can't bring myself to bet the Lions. All the stuff I said about the Cowboys, I believe, but I also believe their defense is really, really good. And I think it's very much in play that the, that the Lions are held to 10 or 13 points. Um, so that's oh, that's kind of my take on the game. NFL game I love this week. I really like Seattle plus five and a half going to the Chargers. Um, I, we, I talked about Ole Miss being a potentially overrated team in the NFL. I think the Chargers are a very overrated team, or Ole Miss being overrated in college football. I think the Chargers are an overrated team in the NFL. Justin Herbert's great, but what are they doing on offense? I mean, I, I, I can't seem to figure out what it is they're doing on offense. Hey, for the first half, the Chargers had us thinking Russell Wilson and the Broncos had found it again. 
but then the Broncos went back to being what they are, which is the Denver Broncos. I mean, the Chargers only won that game because Denver muffed a punt in overtime and hit the field goal to win the game. They don't muff that punt. If it ends in a tie, is this line five and a half? I'm not quite sure. Also, Geno Smith, the first six games of the year, he's been a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. If you knew nothing about football, this is the first season you would ever watch football, you would say Geno Smith is a great QB. And this year he has been. Kenneth Walker obviously can carry the load at the running back position, even without Rashad Penny there. They can still run the ball really effectively. And the same thing's true when Russ was there. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett can really make plays at receiver and have a good tight end and no offense. I like Seattle plus five and a half going to LA. They're going to put points on the board. And I know they can't stop anybody, but this Charger offense has not been super impressive. I think five and a half is a lot. Give me the five, give me the five and a half, but I'll take Seattle here. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. Like I, I, I said that that you know the Chargers aren't who the Chargers would like to be with these injuries. Though I think that took the team pretty much down. The injuries yeah. are a part of it. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. absolutely. Not having Keenan Allen, Rayshon Slater, that's a part of it. I will, I'll put this caveat there. The bet I was going to talk about that was my favorite bet of the week until about 90 minutes ago. Um, or maybe not my favorite bet, but one of my favorite bets of the week until about 90 minutes ago. I like Denver minus one and a half against the Jets this week, but now there's some questions about Russell Wilson's availability. Are they going to have to go to Brett Rippin or whoever it is off the bench? No, Russell Wilson hasn't been great this year. That's a massive downgrade at quarterback. I think the Broncos are actually a little undervalued right now, as bad as their offense has been. Their defense has actually been pretty good, and I think the Jets perhaps a little overvalued because of their record. It's not like Zach Wilson's playing all that well. The defense is doing the bulk of the work. Um I'm spoiling one of your things right now. You have under 38 and a half on that game. And I'll actually love that pick just with the question marks of the quarterbacks in that game. And I think both defenses are outstanding. So that the Broncos minus one and a half was one of my picks here, but that's off the board. It's actually down to a pick them as we're recording this. Um, and I'm not sure what it's going to be a kickoff. We'll see about the quarterback availability, but if Russell Wilson's playing, and you get it at that one and a half, two point range. I actually like the Broncos there. That was the one I was going to discuss before, you know, questions arose about Russ's availability. Gotcha. Uh, let's move to the live dog. Uh, I go first. I'm always going to have a Houston play in here. Uh, <laughs> Houston, Texas. I'll plus, allow it this week. Houston, I'll Texas. Allow plus it. Seven at Las Vegas Raiders at Allegiant Stadium. This game might be a high-scoring game. I think it's going to go back and forth. Uh, Hunter Renfro just went to questionable for the Vegas Raiders. He's missed a couple last games. Devontae Adams is frustrated uh, with the team. Uh, it's bad play, honestly, for the Vegas Raiders. Houston, big win before the bye week against Jacksonville Jaguars. Davis Mills says he's feeling pretty confident, feeling pretty good of his second full or second year, first full year season as a starter. For the Houston Texans, Damian Pierce is the best player on this team this season. Uh, so it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a battle, I think, back and forth matchup. I believe the Raiders will probably pull out with the victory at the end, probably like a close three point victory. Man, so I I like the mojo of both these teams going into this game. The Texans got rid of the devil during their bye week. The Las Vegas Raiders came in. I think the Raiders are actually where are they one and four right now, but I think they're a very good one and four team i think their record's a little bit deceiving there are a couple plays away from being three and two perhaps even four and one um so i'm i for me this is the ultimate stay away but seven does feel like a lot for a raiders team that tends to find themselves in close games they don't 
blow people out. Now the Texans, Jack Easterby being out the door, I think uh, God will shine his light on the Texans because, you know, they got Satan out the door. Um, and, yes, I'm calling Jack Easterby Satan. I feel very good about that. Um, my live dog this week, it's a Thursday night game. So by the time most of y'all hear this, you already know the result. I like New Orleans plus two and a half at Arizona this Thursday night. Rob, I don't know what Arizona is. <laughs> I, I think they're just a bad football team. With a, ta- I think they're a ta- they have a talented quarterback, but they're a bad football team. They get DeAndre Hopkins back this week. I don't know how much he moves the needle, if at all. Um, with New Orleans, I don't think New Orleans is some juggernaut team. I don't, and I've talked about, you know, before this year. I think New Orleans is a little overrated in a lot of people's eyes because I think a lot of us forget Sean Payton isn't the coach there anymore. But with New Orleans, I know what they are. You know, they're going to be a little creative offensively. They're going to use Taysom Hill a little bit in that run game. They're not going to turn the ball over. The defense is going to play really well, and they're going to try to control the game, control the clock, win defense, running the football, being a little creative in spots. Arizona just feels all over the place to me. I don't know what I'm getting week to week. Rob, you know Arizona is averaging less than five points a game in the first half this year? In six games this year, they have scored 29 points in the first half. Under five a game. They fall behind against New Orleans. Lock Cam Jordan and that defensive line, that front seven to tee off on the quarterback and a quarterback that's already not playing very well, that hasn't been very efficient. I like New Orleans plus two and a half to go down to Arizona and win. I think the Cardinals, I mean, all last year I was low on them and it was, oh, how could you be low on the Cardinals? They're winning. I said, this is going to fall apart at some point. We're seeing it fall apart right now. I like New Orleans plus a two and a half. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. Arizona's questionability on both sides of the ball has been a big question. Sorry, moving pretty fast, guys, but we got to kind of wrap up the show because the Astros and Yankees are about to go ahead <laughs> and first pitch it up. Uh, so we're going to go best bet of the week. I'm going college, as always, Oklahoma State plus six versus UT. I know a lot of injuries on both sides of the ball for Oklahoma State, but UT and Stillwater, it's not a good look for this ball. It has never been. Stillwater's been their house of horrors. So I'm going to that trend. I will go with Oklahoma State plus six. So I like that pick. Here's the one rebuttal I have. If I were to bet this game, I'd be on your side of it. Mm -hmm. The one rebuttal I have is every team that's played TCU this year has fallen apart afterwards. And maybe that's just coincidence. But, I mean, go back and look at it. Uh, Colorado went and fired their coach four weeks later after the opening week. Uh, Look at Oklahoma since they played TCU. They've been, you know, horrible. Kansas is undefeated. Now they've lost back-to-back games. Uh, There's a couple other teams I'm missing in there as well. Teams that have played TCU have not been been good after playing TCU. Maybe something TCU does to them. You mentioned injuries on Oklahoma State side. But getting six points, being in Stillwater – it, I do think Texas at their high end is a top team, but I've said it. I don't know if I said it to you, but I've definitely said it to other people. I won't trust Texas until they show me they can do it consistently. Until they week in, week out show, like in Alabama, like a Georgia, Ohio State, that they can hit this level week in and week out, that they can play at the highest level, like they did against Oklahoma, like they did the you know the first half of that Alabama game. If they can hit that level consistently, that's when I'll start believing in Texas. I don't believe they can hit that level yet. I'm with I'm with you on that. I'm not betting this game personally, but if I'm going to bet it, I'm on your side of it. But the one thing is just 
teams that have played TCU have fallen apart the week after, and you mentioned the injuries. My best bet, NFL as always. I love the San Francisco 49ers, but I think they're about to get trounced this week. I like Kansas City minus two and a half going to San Francisco. I like them. Kansas City coming off. The offense in the second half had many chances to put that game away against Buffalo. Did not do it. Also, San Francisco, it's like, wow, they lost to Atlanta. How did they lose to Atlanta? Well, I'll tell you how they lost to Atlanta. They have a bunch of injuries on the defensive side of the ball. And now you're going up against a really good offense in Kansas City, a Kansas City offense that is very mad with their performance in the second half of that Buffalo game. I know they're on the road and road favorites are, oh, don't do it. But I like Kansas City in this spot. Going on the road to San Francisco, Patrick Mahomes against Jimmy G. I mean, that's worth like what ten points right there, Rob. If we're being honest, Patty yeah. Mahomes against Jimmy G. Um, but yeah, my, Kansas City minus two and a half. San Francisco is so injured across the defense. This is a fully healthy defense. I'd probably stay away here because I'm like, man, that you know, Nick Bosa, Armstead, those guys could probably just get after Mahomes and make his life hell. San Francisco with their defense, with the health situation going on over there not convinced they're going to be able to do that. Also, I think Casey, you know, seeing red a little bit right now, I like them to come out and similar to maybe the Tampa Bay game, you know, what was it? Three weeks ago, just come out and put their foot on the throat early. So I like Kansas city minus two and a half going to San Fran. Like that, like that time for rapid fire where we give our picks under a minute that we didn't get to address. I'm going SMU plus three versus Cincinnati, UTSA, North Texas over 71, Kansas State three and a half at TCU. Uh, for the NFL, I'm going Dallas minus seven versus Detroit, Atlanta, Cincinnati over 47 and a half, Jets and Broncos under 38 and a half. I think that Kansas State play is really smart. And as I said earlier, I really like your Jets Broncos play there. I think the Broncos defense is so underrated because of how bad the offense has been. Because like, oh, they Denver's, what, two and four. They've been terrible. Yeah, all their games have been close. Why? Because the defense is really, really good. Um, rapid fire for me, I, I mentioned LSU minus two and a half against Ole Miss. I like UCLA plus six going up to Eugene, taking on the Ducks in Oregon. I like Clemson minus 13 and a half in a battle of ACC undefeateds down there in South Carolina. I like Tennessee minus two and a half against the Colts. I touched on Seattle plus five and a half. I like them at the Chargers. And Green Bay minus four and a half at Washington. Rob, at some point, Aaron Rodgers, he's too good of a player to not get it going. And they're playing Taylor Heineke this week. <laughs> Ooh, all right. Hey, hey. I can agree. I can agree. Okay, so before we get off, because we, we've gone very quickly here, let me tell you one thing I really like right now as a future bet. Tampa Bay plus 450 to win the NFC. I'm not mad at eh, I mean. So, he, okay, so here's my thinking. Do you, do you think Kirk Cousins is going to win the NFC? No. No. Does anybody in the NFC West scare you? No. The the Packers, I just, I'm betting them this week, but do we think they're going to get it together to be a team that's going to get to the Super Bowl at the end of the year? Nah. So we're looking at Philadelphia. That's because I don't mm-hmm. think I, either I, the Giants have been a great story. I don't think either of us buying to the Giants as teams that can win multiple playoff games. The Cowboys are never a team that can win multiple playoff games. So now we're looking at the Eagles and we're looking at Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. What do the Eagles do best? They run the football. What does Tampa Bay do best defensively? Stop the run. Also, Jalen Hurts, first time really going into a postseason with any kind of expectations. 
those young quarterbacks tend to struggle a little bit. If there's the NFC is so wide open, he's like, oh, who the hell is going to win the NFC? There's one team and one quarterback I trust to get it together by January. It's Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. I think the Eagles get the one seed in the NFC. I talked about it three weeks ago where I said, I think they might get the one seed in the NFC. Now I'd be shocked if they didn't get the one seed in the NFC. I mean, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd be floored. I think Tampa Bay ends up with the two seed in the NFC. And I think Tampa Bay goes back to the Super Bowl this year. I think Brady figures it out. Something's been off. I, we said it a few weeks ago. I think he eventually gets it together, and I think Tampa Bay ends up back in the Super Bowl, given what the NFC is right now. So there, I was looking at that today because you know, the Eagles are minus two twenty-five to make a Super Bowl. And I think the Eagles are a really good team, uh-huh. but the, they give me—I don't know—do they give you kind of twenty nineteen Ravens vibes? A little bit the the Lamar team that kind of took over the league there in the regular season. That's the vibes they give me, and I love that Baltimore team. Uh-huh. I guess it'd be, yeah, it would have been 2019. It would have been 2019. Tw- they're more talented, especially in the wide receiver and core, than that Baltimore team. But uh, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Team was more talented defensively. I would yeah, say. that's what I'm saying. I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah, good but flawed quarterback who relies on his legs more so than his arm. An offense tailored to him. I mean, I'm not saying th- those are bad things. Those are smart things that the Eagles and Ravens did. They have a quarterback with a unique skill set. Use it, <laughs> you know. I, I, I just, I'm not sure how that Eagles offense is going to play in the postseason. And I like Tampa Bay's defense. I think that eventually Tampa's just going to figure it out. That's my thought. And then I look at the rest of the NFC. I ain't picking Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I ain't picking Jimmy Garoppolo. I ain't picking the Packers right now. I ain't picking Kirk Cousins. Tampa Bay to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I guess we got to see what TB12. Uh, he got get he got get personal things, you know. He just got to focus on the football field. Well, I'm saying I think there's value yeah. on it right now. Yeah, it's value. Yeah, given yeah. the rest of the NFC because of the experience per se. Yeah, for for that for that ball club. Well, and it's not just Brady. I think Tampa Bay is a really good defense. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I think that yeah. So it's not just the experience of Brady; it's the experience of that team. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that's my kind of. I was looking at Sam, like, I wonder what they are right now. I think there's some value there because I just, man, it's not so much about Tampa as much as, I mean, if Tampa played in the AFC, no way I'd make that bet. Not a chance. But the NFC, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's questions that we will have next week, my man Gabe. Uh, but until then, you know, Gambling Shack, we will release these picks. We do not sell picks, we will release them on our Twitter at Gambling Shack. Uh, I am Robert Harris Jr., a.k.a. Bobby Beach. You can follow me on Twitter at RoboHarris Jr. Follow my main man, Gabe Myers, on Twitter at Gabe Myers 33 Wait, I forgot an underscore. G Gabe, underscore Myers. G under. Whew, today is just not. Like, yeah. G underscore one of those Myers days. 33. <laughs> 33. Yeah, but uh, until then, people, uh, gamble responsibly and happy betting. Happy betting.